Let's do it. Howdy, Bears fans. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. And we're two Jamokes who watch the Bears-Texans game. And we're still going to watch Bears-Giants. <laughs> so, so you don't have to, right? So you don't have to. Because, <laughs> man, what an what a ugly game. Um, follow us on Twitter at Bears underscore scat. Thank you for listening to us for another week. We always appreciate everybody tuning in. And the Bears are 2-1, and one, which... On its, which going into the season, I think a lot of people, if you had told them the Bears would be two and one after three games, probably wouldn't really have believed you. No. And you'll take that. But if you listen to all of the coverage surrounding the team, you'd think that they were just an absolute disaster right now. I, I mean, you would think that uh, literally Fields had gone into the middle of the field and just laid down and died. <laughs> which obviously we're not going to overreact and tell you the Bears are going to the playoffs at two and one. I still don't think they're very good. I actually think. No, but we only need five games now. <laughs> yeah, that's true to get the over. But, I mean, I, I actually still think that they're probably going to end up being one of the worst teams in the league. But, obviously... They are one of the worst teams in the league. Absolutely. And, honestly, with their performance on Sunday, maybe the only other team in the league that they would have beaten is the Houston Texans. <laughs> so, thank you, Lovey Smith, for that. I want to get to that a little bit later on in the podcast, but... Obviously, the big story is Justin Fields, and if you remember on the show last week, I said that excuses stop after after week two. If he struggles in week three, potentially it's time to start being concerned, and I think it's fair to be concerned because he didn't have a very good game. Obviously, everybody saw the two interceptions that were concerning. And they were bad in, interceptions. In general, the offense scored 23 points against a bad team, but... If you listened to a lot of the commentary coming out of that game, you would think that he went out there and threw seven interceptions and completed two passes. It's everybody that I've heard nationally is just... Overreaction. Yeah, it's, it's just talking about, talking about the kid like he was a complete disaster. And granted, he didn't have a very good game. And to be fair, like you and I, we watched the game at Allery's. Yes. You're caught up in the moment when you're watching a game and walking out of there. I was like, man, he was terrible. But <laughs> I went back, I watched the game a second time, or at least most of it, and I was actually a little bit surprised watching the game a second time. It actually wasn't as bad as I had originally thought. He made a lot of really nice throws, and he made some really good plays on the ground. The first interception was just a terrible throw. He had Cole Komet wide open, and the ball just came out of his hand funny. The second interception was terrible. He threw it into triple coverage and it got picked off. But And he had a couple other bad throws in there, too. I'm not trying to say that he played well. But it wasn't the complete disaster that I expected to see. But if you listen to a lot of the commentary after that game, you would think that it was the worst quarterbacking performance we've ever seen. Which, which is which is quite a stretch <laughs> for, for Bears for fans. For Bears fans, we know that's not true. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's breakfast most years. <laughs> two, two interceptions in a game. I mean, come on. Yeah, the um, uh, the the, uh, the 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 down and sad Nellies really had to, the the boo birds had to come out this week. Something fierce. Actually, when I walked out of the bar, I was thinking to myself, "Oh, we won." <laughs> so you know, um, while Fields has to perform better, the entire team has to perform better. Uh, that is something, it's like we have amnesia from the preseason when everybody was saying we're the worst team in the NFL. Obviously not. I mean, you don't have to be a genius to figure that out. We won two of three games. Uh, I mean, the the Texans are just brutal. I mean... (laughs) We also beat the 49ers, right? I don't care who we beat, just as long as it says W in the newspaper column. So... The, the thing is, is that what I want to see, I didn't see in the first half. I saw a team that looked a little behind the eight ball, a half step too slow, um, not very much cohesion. In the second half, they really seemed to uh, gather themselves, uh, start playing with some spirit and uh, some motivation. Uh, the defense seemed to get a bit more aggressive, and um, we we saw the offensive line 
uh, at least as far as the ground game, start eating those guys' lunches. Yeah, I mean, the, the, thank thank God for Khalil Herbert. I mean, what a what a game for him. I mean, when when Montgomery goes down, he just has that extra gear. Montgomery doesn't have it. He, he's good. I mean, Herbert is a legit NFL running back. You need more than one on any team because running, running backs get hurt a lot. David Montgomery, example A, right? I mean, started the season really well, especially that game he had up in Green Bay, and this this week he just goes down. I mean, running backs get hurt. That's just what happens. But Herbert's a really nice player, and he kind of saved the Bears' bacon during that game because when Montgomery went down, I was a little bit concerned because the Bears are not going to win a lot of games this year throwing the ball. Just Fields just doesn't seem like he's ready for that. The wide receivers stink. The offensive line kind of stinks in pass protection. But they can run the ball, especially when Montgomery and Herbert are kind of that two-pronged attack that you really like to see in the NFL. And Herbert, replacing Montgomery, had a, a really great game. I mean, the two touchdowns, and he was running the ball hard. So he was the biggest reason why they put up the points that they did even. It's kind of a weird situation with this Bears team because they won the game but it felt like a bit of a loss because Fields didn't play that well and there's two different objectives every week obviously the coaching staff the players they're putting the game together a game plan to win that individual week yeah but when you take a step back and you look at the big picture of the franchise it doesn't really matter if the quarterback sucks, right? Well, so, I, I mean, it, you got you kind of have to look at the two simultaneously, and that that's why I think people are so down on it. But I think if you actually go back and you watch the game a second time, there were still some promising, a lot of promising plays from Fields, both through the air and on the ground. It's just the two interceptions really kind of cloud. That that's what people are going to remember because they're the ones that stand out in people's mind. So. Um, agreed on all of the above. However, I think that when you look at it, um, the Bears played poorly on in passing offense. Mm-hmm. Really, if you single it out, that's where they were weak. And then the other part that they were weak on is the entire first half, uh, the Texans ate the defense's lunch. Yeah, I mean, the, the defense can't stop the run you know, ball. Yeah, I mean, it was a joke. So, uh, and that's not the first time. That's all three games this year. It's going to be the next 14, it's never, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, guys out there, let's not focus everything on Justin Fields, even though Bears fans tend to do that. They haven't done it with him. They've done it with every single guy we've had behind center ever since I've been watching this team, which is since 1985. So, you know, the thing is, is that we have to maintain a little bit of objectivity here because the kid is not going to do it entirely on his own. He has to have, he has to have some, we have to have some patience, number one, because I don't count last year. It doesn't count. That team was a disaster in every way, shape, and form. You won't find a single person out there that said that said that something was good. You know, I mean, there just wasn't. There are very few examples. <laughs> very, very few examples, right? So, you know, he's trying to he's trying to learn everybody. Everybody's trying to learn him. Everybody's trying to learn the coaching staff. The coaching staff's trying to learn everybody on the field. The management staff is trying to learn the entire thing, right? So. There's still so much that's got to be done. And Poles has said that consistently over and over again. His coaches have said consistently, these guys are learning. We're excited about working with them. We've got a long way to go. There's 1,000 steps and we're at step 12. You know, I mean, so I'm just saying that, you know, while we, while I agree with you that we do need to see positive, uh, positive, growth and movement forward by fields because he is our most important player we can't be just losing our minds uh and you know the sky is falling simply because after you know he hasn't really shown that much in his first three weeks yeah i I agree with that 
it it's and I'm not going to tell anybody that it's wrong to start being concerned because it has been a year plus three games and we haven't necessarily seen him even really put together. We're Bears fans. We're continually concerned about the about the quarterback position. <laughs> well, it never goes away. Well, we just haven't seen consistency, even within a single game. Like, we haven't seen one single game where he just looks great from minute one to minute 60. But I'm also not going to go out and say that his, that he's a bust and that he's a, his career is over. And that's just what you've heard a lot from this week. You've heard people just trashing him and saying that, all right, well, it's over. He's the worst quarterback in the league. And I agree. The numbers do not look good. Yeah. The numbers do not look good. I, I'm not going to tell you they do. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it's guaranteed that he's going to be awesome. But I also don't think that it's guaranteed or even certain that he's going to be a failure. The The kid has started 13 games in the league. He, he 10 of those were for Matt Nagy. His wide receivers are awful. His offensive line is awful. And maybe that sounds like we're making excuses, but... No, those things are true, too. It's just All the, the things can be true it's at just, the same it's, time. It's just the reality. I mean, you, you look at all of the quarterbacks that have successfully been developed in the NFL over the last 10 years, which is when this passing the passing attack has really taken over and been the most important part of your game... All of the successful quarterbacks have people around them. I mean, we talk about Darnell Mooney, and I love the story. He's a fifth-round pick that's made really good in his first two years, but clearly he is a step short of... It's not elite, working him as a one. The elite wide receivers in the league, right? I mean, he, he, had a, he had a couple of catches finally against the Texans, but when you think about... Uh, I mean, think about, think about, we talked about Jalen Hurts last week, but think about Trevor Lawrence now, because we're finally seeing some of this, some of the development out of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has a lot of pieces around him. The Jaguars spent $100 million this offseason to put an offensive line together and to sign wide receiving weapons. I mean, people made fun of the Christian Kirk contract because they overpaid for him, but Christian Kirk's had a really nice start to the year. And Trevor Lawrence is targeting him 10-plus times a game. Yep. So, did they overpay for a slot receiver? Maybe, but... They Who cares paid, if he's effective? And they, and they paid for a, a weapon to help their number one overall pick quarterback develop. The Bears haven't done that. The Bears are trotting out Darnell Mooney. And I still think Darnell Mooney can be a really nice player, but when he's your only receiver, so far through three games, it's not been effective. Cole Komet, he finally showed up a little bit, but I don't think anybody thinks he's George Kittle. I don't think anybody thinks he's Travis Kelsey. He might be a nice tight end, but... Well, a nice find, um, let's give him his due, a nice find has been equanimous St. Brown. I I do like St. Brown a lot. I I think that you can get really creative with how you use him, because I didn't realize what an effective blocker he is. Yeah. And so... You can get creative with how you line him up. You can kind of line him up as a tight end and kind of then use him as a hybrid, like, tight end running back receiver almost. But that's not necessarily a elite receiver that you know you can count on for 10 catches a game. And sometimes when you're developing that these quarterbacks, that's just what you need. I mean, you need somebody that you know is going to be there, and the Bears don't have anybody like that right now. Well, you know, so this is... Um... Uh, you know, this is one of the things that uh, was frustrating me uh, after the game all in, uh, you know, the last few days is the we us, us Bears fans, um, and I include myself among them, even though I tend to be more on the cheerleading side uh, for the quarterbacks, we do this every single time, <laughs> right. you know, and, uh, you, you know, there were people. There were people saying Matt Barkley was the answer. <laughs> you know, you know, people. You know, Mitch Trubisky was the worst thing in the history of man. You know, um, you know, uh, Rex. People wanted to kill Rex Grossman. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, uh, people talk about neckbeard like he was some kind of savior because he had a three quarters of a good season. 
You know, um, Jim Miller actually looked pretty good until he got body slammed, right? Josh McCown. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, when you go through our list, it's it's just a pain to look at it because we have not been able to get it right. And I still believe that we have the most talented player behind center right now that has ever been there. Except for, the only exception I will give there is maybe Jay Cutler. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I don't think anybody needs to uh, be told that Fields' attitude is certainly a lot better than Cutler's ever was. Yeah, Fields, when you're talking about intangibles, Fields blows Cutler out of the, I mean, it's not water. close, right? right? And, you know, so, is he going to be terrible? He might be. Maybe he is terrible. Yeah, maybe he sucks. Maybe they got it wrong again. I don't think so. I, I Now, is he going to be an all-star? Well, I was kind of hoping that he was going to be an all-star, and maybe he doesn't have what it takes. Or maybe it's the fact that he's playing with an entirely new coaching staff. Maybe it's the fact that he's learning his third offense in three years. I mean, who knows? There's there's a lot of factors here. Darnell Mooney is not a one. You know, the our, our man in charge decided that he wanted to go uh, on the cheap to get receivers. Um, and he wanted to use our top two draft picks to shore up our... Uh, our defensive backs, which, yes, Kyler Gordon is getting smoked like a big, fat Cuban. But at the same time, uh, you know, Jaquan Brisker seems to... Uh, how long have I been calling for a safety next to Eddie Jackson? Yeah, and I'm not calling... We, we went over Kyler Gordon yesterday. I mean, come on. It's been three games. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, you know, hey, he's, he's, he's going to struggle... But I still think he's going to be a part of the team next year. I th- I bet he's going to be a core player. Kyler Gordon, he might be awesome. Yeah, it's been three games. Yeah. So the thing is, is that guys, you know, you have to have some leeway here. We don't. I'm of the opinion that we still don't know what we have in Justin Fields. I, I uh, maybe that's taking the easy way out. But the you know, I could certainly climb on the. Uh, the negative Nelly bandwagon and say, oh my God, he looks terrible. His numbers are terrible. You know, we, we made the wrong pick here and uh, Pace has stung the Bears once again. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. That's what this entire year has always been about is figuring that out. And I don't think anybody, even the most optimistic Bears fan ever thought that Justin Fields was going to come out this this year and look like Russell Wilson or... No! Or... Uh, Andrew Luck or any of these quarterbacks. I mean, it's there's just been too many too many obstacles placed in front of him with last year plus just the lack of talent this year. The Bears have made an interesting bet. They've they've made a bet that you can develop a quarterback with pretty much nothing around him. And actually, honestly, the offensive line hasn't been as bad as I think a lot of people thought it was going to be. The receivers are it's coming along extremely underwhelming, but the Bears have said that we're not going to put a ton in front of you, and you're going to have to make it through this year, and then we're going to evaluate you and and try to decide if you're the quarterback for this franchise or, or if we're going to go out and draft somebody else. But I promise you that at no point did the front office ever say we're going to make this decision after three games. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Like, I mean, hey, uh, Fields was playing against a player we could have had. Bears could have had Davis Mills. Who also, now, now off. there you go. Let's compare those two. Which one right now would you rather have? Fields. I don't think anybody would say you know say Davis Mills. No. I mean, so and he was in the same draft. We could have actually gone and drafted him. And he right? had a better rookie year than Fields did. You know, if you Bears fans, if you want to focus on something and get angry about the quarterback position, go find pace and kick him for not drafting Jalen Hurts <laughs> right well and Jalen Hurts might suck in this scenario too Jalen Hurts is playing around one of the best supporting casts in the NFL when you look at his line and you and look how at his, did he start his out? receivers not too good yeah terrible 
Everybody was like, Hurts is a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Year three, people. It's his third year. Well, and, and we, we talked about this before the season. Y- you can't... I, I understand. The NFL, like, every game is its own spectacle. It is the perfect environment for hot takes and every single game there has to be a hot take it's just the way it works and they've built it that way and that's why the nfl is the most popular sports league in the world but you gotta give it some time and all along there were going to be good games in this and there were going to be bad games in this and it might just happen that sunday was one of the bad games and it stinks that that comes against the texans because the texans suck and that felt like a really good opportunity to exploit a good defense but who knows? Maybe Fields goes out and has a really good game in New York this week. Maybe he stinks again, and maybe he has a couple good games down the road. I mean, the whole idea behind this season is that you had to look at it as a collective, and once it's over, that's when you make the decision. You can't go You can't go about this on a game-by-game basis, and if he's good, then it's the franchise quarterback, and if he sucks, then it means the Bears wasted that first-round pick, and he's not even qualified to be their backup. I mean, let's just kind of let it play yeah. out, I you guess. Look mean, at, uh, you want to look at busts at quarterback? Why don't you look at the Arizona Cardinals who drafted Josh Rosen, number one, and he lasted one season. Now, is that guy even still in the league? Not in any meaningful capacity. <laughs> I mean, he might... He might be. On, I think he was a, in, in a camp. I don't know if he made a roster. Is but. he playing for the Gray Bowl? <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. Is like a lot of these quarterbacks just don't pan out. I mean, if you look at the percentage of quarterbacks that are taken in the first round that completely flame out, it's pretty high. It's tough to get it right. And this was a Ryan Pace draft pick. I mean, do we really trust Ryan Pace to have gotten it right? Probably mm. not. So the thing with Fields, though, is I mean, it all on its face seems to be there. He's obviously got the talent. Everybody raves about his intangibles, his work ethic, his leadership. He seems to be incredibly smart. physical acumen. Yeah, he seems to be incredibly smart. So why is that not all coming together yet? We're going to see. I mean, if he goes through the next eight games and looks like he did on Sunday, then yeah, it's time to start talking about maybe this is a bust. I'm not even telling you it's wrong to be concerned right now. I mean, the, the alarm the, the alarm has been raised. Right. But just the level of commentary this week, just okay. talking about how he, he was just, I mean, come on, let's, let's, so, let's slow our So I'm going gonna, gonna to give you this to keep rolling with then. All right, so let's say, let's say uh, it's um, three games from now, right? So, and he's still playing poorly. What are you supposed to do about it? Right. Put Trevor Simeon in? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the other thing, too. I mean, do you want do you want the back? Like, do we think Trevor... For what? S- right, exactly. So he can audition to stay in the NFL this year? I mean, if Fields plays that way, the Bears are... They might not win another game. If he, if that, if, if that's the... like, And then, then you're you're looking at a top two or three pick. So, just so, let it... And, and you know what? That's kind of, right now, it's kind of a no-win... Uh, I mean, a win-win situation. Because either he turns out, and we have a quarterback, and we don't have to worry about it in the draft, or we don't, mm-hmm. and we'll have a terrible enough record that we'll be able to get one of the one of the crop, and it's going to be a heck of a crop. Yeah, and pe- I mean, people just they, they take the two interceptions and they just forget about the rest of the game. And I'm not saying that he was Pat Mahomes out there, but he made a lot of really good throws. Go back and watch the game. He made yeah. a lot of really good throws, and it's just this is what a young quarterback looks like. It's the exception that a quarterback steps onto the field day one, like Pat Mahomes did, and is a pro bowler. And by the way, he sat for a year. Yeah. It, it's it's the exception that this happens right away. I mean, for years and years and years, it was the conventional NFL wisdom that it takes quarterbacks a couple of years. There were some guys that turned the tables on that. When you think about Russ Wilson, you think about Aaron Rodgers, who sat for three years. Three Years. You think about Andrew Luck. I mean, there there were guys that have done it, but maybe it's just those guys are the exception. I mean, when we're talking about Rodgers and we're talking about Russ Wilson, those are two Hall of Famers. When you're talking yeah. about when you're talking about Andrew Luck, that's a, that's somebody that could have been a Hall of Famer if he had any form of protection and he didn't get and he didn't get so beaten up that he had to retire. Early. Yeah. So like, just. 
calm down a little bit. I yeah, mean, the I hot, mean, the hot it, takes. It doesn't have to, for one thing, we don't have to measure it in extremes. He doesn't have to be the absolute worst or the absolute best. There's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and if I had my druthers, he's not 32. I, I, I mean, there's we've already called out, you know, we've already said Davis Mills. I certainly wouldn't want I wouldn't want Carson Wentz no. over Justin Fields. No. And I don't care how good Carson Wentz is playing because Carson Wentz will show up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And and he's been terrible this year. I mean, just We could have Matt Ryan who's old enough to be your dad. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we could have um you know there's a slew of them, right? You want Daniel Jones? We could have drafted Kellen Mond, you know? <laughs> yeah, Daniel Jones. How about that guy? He's so bad that his head coach is just letting him get his brains beaten in. Wow. I mean, so. and yeah, let's not forget, uh, was Jones top five? Or was he top uh, ten? He was top ten. Top ten for sure. I feel yeah. like he was eight. I feel like he was eight as well. I don't know why that sticks out. I could be completely wrong on that, but, but that uh, sounds right. I feel like he was eight as well. But, you know, all, my point is just that... While we're frustrated, let's not forget that we're not the we're we're not the only team out there that isn't frustrated. You know, we're we're not the ones that got Josh Allen. We're not the ones that got Patrick Mahomes. You know, we're not the ones that got uh, Herbert. But but we know? still could be. I mean, Josh Allen's first two years were bad. Yeah. Like I mean, this stuff takes time, man. Yeah. Like, Hey, how about the 49ers? How's their first round yeah. pick doing? I mean, Pat Mahomes, right? I mean, yeah, he he sat his first year. He was three. And his second year, he was an MVP. But, like, he also had Andy Reid, who's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. You know? Like, so, I mean, just, 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 I mean, we don't know how this is going to play out. It, it might be as bad as, as the people, as, as all the experts, and I'm using quotes, are saying. It might be a lot better than that. <laughs> I mean, we, we've just, we've just, we're three games into this, and... In fairness, I said last week that if he stinks against the Texans, it's fair to be concerned. And I am concerned because there hasn't been enough to show that the Bears got it right. But, man, if you had followed the coverage after that Texans game, you would have thought that we were throwing Jonathan Quinn out there again. (laughs) You mentioned Kyler Gordon. He's obviously struggled. I put that in the same boat. That's a rookie that's being asked to do a lot. and. Mm -hmm. It's just going to take some time. I mean, this week, I mean, he got torched. But he was getting torched by Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is really good. He's really fast. He's been in the league forever, and he's a really good player. Another situation where you just got to give the kid some time. I mean, yeah. it, it's just so, I mean, just the amount of tweets I saw this week where it's like, Kyler Gordon has given up the most yards of any cornerback. It's like, yeah, he's also 22. Yeah, he's, he's he, he was playing football in the Pac-12 last year. He, he's a rookie, you know. That happens with rookies, especially when you're playing in a defense where you don't have a ton of help. And by the way, like that big gainer he gave up to Cooks, Mills had a year and a half to throw. Like <laughs> your, your defensive backfield is is gonna get exposed when you can get no pass rush. And, and there wasn't. The Bears were not getting a ton of pass rush in that game, which. Kind of stinks because it's not like the Texans are throwing out uh, elite offensive line, and the Bears I think should have been able to get a little bit more pressure on Davis Mills. But uh, they I'll didn't. tell you what, their defensive line got a lot more pressure on our quarterback than we did on theirs. Yeah, I mean that's. I another, mean it wasn't even comparable. That's another thing with Fields is you can just tell that he doesn't trust his protection, and perhaps rightfully so, but. Even times when he has a clean pocket, the, me- the mechanics look off. So yeah, you know though, um, you know, uh, you, you can't help but chuckle there because I mean, how many times have we seen our quarterback that way, mm-hmm. where they look incredibly uncomfortable behind the line because they don't trust the even line? When the, even when, the, even when you do get good blocking, the, the the mechanics look off because they're so used to having to either run for their life or just get smoked. I mean, that was the thing with Cutler. That was the thing with Grossman when he was always throwing off his Trubisky. back foot. Well, Trubisky, I mean, he just never really seemed to comprehend any of it. No, so. I'm just saying, though, that, um, I mean, he, not all of his passes were bad. He did do some things, yeah. you know. I mean, he was obviously a mediocre quarterback, and it's showing now. Maybe he's less than mediocre. But I'm just saying, he, he's still an NFL quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and he's... he's uh, 
anyway, I digress. Uh, my 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 only point is is you know we get it. He's he's really struggling. Um, he needs to settle some. Uh, we need to see more out of the offensive line as far as pass blocking goes. We need to see more out of the receiver core. I don't know how that happens, but um, you know there there has to be more. And uh, you know, of course, the Galladay rumors were floating around. Gall- Galladay's not coming into bail anybody out. Probably not. Um, but. Uh, and you know, um, you know, Jim. I, I do want to point this out to our listeners. Jim really was campaigning hard for Amari Cooper uh, last year, and uh, he certainly had me uh, in the boat. But um, you know, the, for whatever reason, polls chose not to do that. Again, this is before we had the freak out over Fields. We had the freak out out of polls. Doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> after he had been in charge for three months. So, you know, um, we, we've got to, he, when it comes right down to it, what we need to remember is how bad the team was and how far they have to go. It's a long ways. It's a long process. Yeah, the Bears are in an awful situation where they have a quarterback to try and develop and they've got a bottom five roster. I mean, I loved the idea of Amari Cooper because he, gives you what I was talking about earlier, which is that guy that you just know is going to be open and he's having a great year for the Browns who didn't have to trade very much to get him. Poles elected not to do that. He said that he was prioritizing building the entire roster, not just one position, which he's the man in charge. If that's what he feels is best, then it's his prerogative to do that. But the Bears just don't have a lot to work with that receiver. I mean, Darnell Mooney, I mean, four catches, 27 yards, in yep. three games. There's a lot of noise around Darnell Mooney coming into this year about this connection he's built with Fields and about all of the work he's put in, and maybe that will still show up, and I don't doubt that he's been putting in the work, but you got to have more than four catches through three games, especially when one of those games was against the Texans and he only had two. And then they, they they show the video of him out working with the Jugs gun on Soldier Field. It's like... The, the jugs gun, jugs gun's not helping you get open, man. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta get open. Like drops aren't your issue this year. Right, so right. It, it, I mean, he, he. I mean, the whole team was making a lot of noise about him, and there's still time for him to show up. But you, you want to see a little bit more, especially because it is critical when you're developing a quarterback to have a receiver that he's comfortable with. And if it's not going to be Darnell Mooney, then there's really nobody else on the roster that I think it's going to be. I mean, Cole Komet, I guess, too, but Komet hasn't been great either, so excuses for this offense in general are kind yeah. of it's, it's kind of over because yeah, I, I am willing to give them the benefit of the doubt versus the 49ers and against the Packers, but when you're talking about the Texans this week, you're talking about the Giants, then we got the Vikings, then Washington, you're going against some pretty soft defenses, and so far, the production hasn't been there, and it's kind of interesting because there were a lot of chances that the offense had to open it up a little bit, and they elected to be conservative. I mean, the first drive of the game, it was third and ten. They handed it off. They punted. They did the same thing on a couple other third and longs. Do you think that's just because they just don't trust the offense in general? That's kind of what I think. Of, of course, you know, nobody knows at this point. Um, you know, and that... Uh... Uh, Biggs uh, this week uh, had some uh, some pretty heavy hints that that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 again, nothing is an absolute. There probably is some of that going on. And you have to remember too, Eberflus, defensive coach. So yeah, he, he's gonna default to trusting his defense. He, he, that's that's what he's gonna do. Uh, I know that neither one of us were super excited about uh, bringing in a defensive coach, and there's reason for it because most of the NFL is leaning towards offensive. Mm-hmm. They they made the choice that they did. We're going to have to wait and see what happens with it, right? Um, I just we're we're too early in the season to make any uh, any you know stacked judgments about. Exactly what we're, exactly what is going on because we just don't know. It's interesting because I could see where Eberflus is coming from because Eberflus's number one job is to win that game. Yeah. So when you're talking about 
Bears Texans. Yeah, maybe you punt the ball. You don't risk a turnover. You don't risk a ten yard sack. You punt the ball. You trust your defense can get the ball back. If the Bears had a top five offense and they were doing that, I would be having a aneurysm on this podcast right now. But they don't have a top five offense. Right. Now, so, at the same time, Flus did come out and say, yeah, we screwed up with uh, not calling the timeout. Yeah, there's been a couple of game managers. Hey, at least he came out and admitted it. I, you know, that certainly didn't happen under Nagy. Yeah. He'd, I mean, he'd blame players. It doesn't happen for a lot of coaches. I mean, look at what's going on in Denver with Nathaniel Hackett. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's too early to tell with Iberflus. I'll say, I mean, the defense is doing what he says they should do. I mean, the defense is not talented, but they're creating some turnovers. They're holding their ground. It's not like the Bears are letting teams go free down the field and score 70-yard touchdowns. So the defense, I think, all things considered, when you look at the talent's been all right. It's just that... There's been some game management concerns, even going back to the preseason. I mean, there's the play in the preseason that they should have challenged that they didn't. There was a couple of mishaps in this game versus the Texans. Eberflus is learning, and that's the biggest adjustment when you go from coordinator to head coach. And, and you, you know, learn. hey, um, every single person is learning because at the same time, the entire uh, Twitter sphere exploded uh, when Getze called power quarterback uh, fourth and two feet at Green Bay, and sure looked like Justin Fields made it to me, and I know you think the same. It doesn't matter what we think because we weren't calling the game. The ref said no. But anyway, everybody said, are you crazy from the shotgun, from the two-foot line? And you know what he said? He said, yeah, and I'm going to do it again. (laughs) We practiced that play all week. That's what he said. Hey, stick to your guns. I mean... So, you know, we got... We, you know, we have to... Let these guys start to get the feel of it, you know, of what is going on. And they're the ones in practice all week. They know what the team can block and what the team can't block. Yeah. It's easy to say that the Bears should be running the air raid offense, but you know when that breaks down? When your receivers suck and your offensive line suck. <laughs> so, at least to this point, it seems like they understand the limitations of the roster, which is good because Matt Nagy didn't. Think about that Cleveland game last year where you've got Jason Peters blocking Miles Garrett one-on-one. That is one of the worst football games I have ever seen. And and they did the same thing in Tampa. So at least this coaching staff, for the time being, seems to know that they have a roster that doesn't have a ton of talent and they're developing their game plans to win those games, which is all you can ask the coaching staff to do. You can't, like, I, I heard a lot of things where it's like, the Bears got to let Fields throw the ball 40 times a game because his development is more important than winning the game. It's like, go tell any NFL coach that. Yeah. Tell, tell these guys. Go that, tell any NFL player that. Yeah, tell these coaches. And these They'll play, smack you sideways. Like, I don't think people understand like how much work goes into an NFL week. Like I bet NFL coaches are working 100 hours a week. And the players are working not much less than that. Like, go tell any of those players that... I think it was Tom Coughlin that used to have a cot. I think that Andy <laughs> Reid, I think. But they all do that. They all are... Probably all of them. Like, I remember, like... Remember the, the Nat, Matt Nagy week? Or the, 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 the... It was like they played on Sunday night, and then they had to turn around to play, like, Thursday morning. And some reporter asked him, like, hey, like, how much are you sleeping this week? He's like... A couple hours a night, but that's that's every week. Mike Dicka, they thought, like, legitimately was going to have a serious heart attack. <laughs> so, like, go tell these guys that they need to prioritize something other than winning that week. I mean, that is, like, I can't emphasize this enough. Like, that is their job. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, like, Michael Schofield or Riley Reef don't, don't care about what happens to the Bears three years from now. They're trying to stay on the roster. So yeah. they're not going to, they're not going to do things during the game that, aren't what they feel is in the best interest of winning that game. And maybe you don't like that as a fan, but that's just not how professional sports work. They're trying to win the game that's in front of them. So right. I, I think so far, I mean, you know, you, the Bears are 2-1, and one, which, you know, if, if they don't hey, win... Hey, slice it whatever way you want. They've played three games, they've won two of three. Yeah, that's all you can ask them to do, and... We'll see what happens this week against the Giants. That's certainly a winnable game. Do we want to? The Raiders were supposed to be all world after getting Devontae Adams, and they haven't won a game yet. Yeah, I mean, I 
I was high on the Raiders too, unfortunately. But. Well, and you know, I mean, I'm just all I'm saying is is that you know this this league has um, has true parity. That's what they wanted. They didn't want teams to have dynasties. They wanted true parity, you know. And we've got that going. And I still think we've got a young, talented individual there that um, is not the whole team. Uh, and I'll tell you this. Um, uh, to me, when he's out on that field, it sure seems to me like there's only one captain out there. There's only one guy running the ship. So that's at least something. Trubisky never seemed like he was in charge of the offense. No. Or, yeah, or, or yeah, he never felt like he was in command. Or anything. Spin, <laughs> spin the problem the other way. I mean, the Bears are 2-1, and one, and Fields has been pretty bad. Like, if he starts playing better... Maybe the Bears are a surprising team that ends up in the playoff contention. Like, Maybe they're a team that gets to the end of the season and has a really solid look at a core of players that it can use to build a Super Bowl winning squad. Just like Ryan Pohl said. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. you got a general manager that's, that's done what he said he was going to do so far, which is a stark contrast to the last regime. Okay, so time to move on to the power rankings. Ah, yes. So, uh, so the Bears last week, 28? It's time to uh, test Jim over here. What were the Bears last week, 28? Uh, the Bears last week were, um, yes, week 2, 28. So, I mean, with that win, I'm going to guess they didn't move up much. I'm going to guess that they are... I'm going to guess they're still 28. So, eh, <laughs> wrong answer. Thanks for playing. Uh, the Bears moved all the way up to 22. Wow. Who they the, took who, a six-spot jump. Who are the 10 teams behind them? Okay, so before we get to that, um, this week's question uh, for the power rankings uh, talked about um, Team QBR. (laughs) (laughs) So they went and showed the QBR of every single NFL team, and uh, guess where we rank? Last. 31st, as a matter of fact. Ahead of of Seattle. (laughs) Who do you think is dead last? Uh, I mean, the Jets. Houston? Yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that tracks. <laughs> actually, Houston is dead last in the power rankings, but their team QBR is actually 29. <laughs> so, uh, let's see who's... I, I, I thought they were I thought they were last. Uh, I guess they're not in QBR. Oh, the Panthers are last in QBR. Tough. 18.8. Problem with the Texans. Sorry, I, I, I don't mean to go off topic, but I have to get to this. Lovey Smith. Like, <laughs> how is he an NFL coach? Like, wait, no, no, no. That that's after power ranking, right. so we're not done with power ranking. Right. So, okay, so uh, the number one team. Who do you think the number one team is? Uh, it is a new team is this it, year. I mean, this week, probably the Eagles. No, is it Miami? It is Miami. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Miami jumped from five to one. Team QBR with. Oh my God, Tua sucks. That guy will never be an NFL quarterback. Um, hit team QBR, 81.5. Yeah, he's been awesome. Yeah, he is killing people. And uh, let's not forget, this guy was a bust um, his first two uh, years in the league. I mean, interesting comparison to Fields, too, because both came out of really great programs and... Tua, like you said, people wrote him off after oh, half a season. Uh, he's already matched his uh, high in touchdown passes this year. Uh, he uh, ranks second in the league in passing yards right now. But uh, so, and in his and is second in yards per attempt. And I mean, it goes to what we were talking about. I mean, he gets Tyreek Hill, first ballot Hall of Famer, and Jalen Waddle, top prospect. So, and Teron Armstead, who number one left tackle in the free agent market. So. I mean. I mean It's amazing what surrounding a guy with talent can do. Yeah, and how good was Miami just three years ago? So, you know, so, okay, Bills, um, Eagles uh, moved from eight to three. Team QBR, man, Jalen Hurts sucks. That guy's going to be terrible. Nobody's going to want that guy. I'm sure he's, what, first? He is 
He's QBR rank fifth right now, 74.7. He's been Early big. favorite for league MVP. He's been awesome. second among quarterbacks in rushing yards with 167 and three rushing touchdowns. But is that really where he's made his improvement? No. His completion percentage has gone from 60 to 67. Yeah, so they brought in a um, legit number one wide receiver, uh, and, and there's another terrible quarterback that's just somehow now he's not. Oh, but let's talk about Matt Stafford because everybody says Matt Stafford is the greatest quarterback ever, and now he won a quarter. Oh, how, how do you suppose he's doing? Bad, fifty-one point one. That guy looked like he was asleep the first three games. So. Um, Lamar Jackson, 79.3. But, you know, he can only run. He doesn't really pass, right? Should be a wide receiver. Exactly, right? Uh, His QBR rank, two. So, you know, I mean, it's it's just, oh, here's uh, Mr. 12. I'm the smug asshole who's better than everybody. His team QBR, 49.1. Good enough for 14. (laughs) Oh, and Rob Domowski is such a rube. I mean, he is the biggest Packer butt kisser in the world. And he says, he says, Adam Rogers isn't playing better or worse. He's just playing differently. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Uh, however, uh, shout out to Romeo Dubs. So, what pick was he? I don't know. <laughs> is that the, I'm trying to remember where he went. Does anybody even know? He went, uh, he went uh Sorry, you can keep going. He went, uh, I'll look this up. Tom Brady, QBR rank, 646.9. Good for 18th. Oh, here's the $70 million man, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Team QBR, 45.9. Good enough for 19th. And he only has the two best receivers in the NFL playing for him. Romeo Dubs went to Nevada, by the way. And yeah, Kirk Cousins, not a very good performance against the the vaunted Lions defense. I mean... Where's Jared Goff? Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, Bears fans, we all know how much I love Jared Goff. Jared Goff sucks. Um, but uh, let's see here. Uh, top, top three offense in the league right now. So are they? Okay. So uh, the Lions, I forget, are tw- uh, they're twenty five. They're worse than the Bears. Their 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 rating is twenty five. Oh, okay. Their QBR rank not so sucky at seven. So wait, with a sixty three point seven. So wait, they're twenty fifth in the power rankings. Yeah, twenty fifth in the power. Boy, rankings. that's interesting. Okay. Uh, well, for one thing, they're one and two. Um, so, you know, only having one victory, uh, doesn't show you that good. Um, you know, uh, it says in here, a new offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson is really helping Goff, um, getting more talent around him. Uh, you know, and he's, and he is playing better. He's still Jared Goff. Jared Goff is still going to show up. So oh, yeah, it limits your ceiling, but their offense is really humming so far. Yeah. I mean, and right after him is, uh, the commanders are at 26. Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz has been play, playing pretty good. He's still Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, so, well, they, they're awful. So, uh, do you want to go for who's dead last? in? Uh, so, you got the team. In QBR? Dead last in QBR. Oh, we went through that, didn't we? Okay. Um, who is uh, dead last in QBR is Baker Mayfield and yeah, okay. the Carolina Panthers. Oh, another. Uh, was What was he, three? Pick three, I think. First overall. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He was number one overall. So... Um, oh, and uh, he ranks 32nd in the league in QBR, 31st in completion percentage, 28th in passing yards, 25th in touchdown passes, and that includes a 67-yarder caught behind the line of scrimmage. So, um, you know, uh, oh, and this doesn't, it says, it doesn't take into account five fumbles, all recovered in almost a dozen passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. Well, just as you read those power rankings, I mean, it just goes to show you that your hot takes in the first couple of years that these guys are playing just aren't necessarily always true. Right. And things can flip fast when you surround these quarterbacks with talent. So going back to what we talked about for the first 30 minutes of this podcast, you've got to give Fields a little bit more time because yep. – there, there's nothing that says he's going to be great right now, but if you went back a year and looked at Hertz, or went back four years and looked at Lamar Jackson, there was nothing that said that those guys were going to be great NFL quarterbacks. Jackson, a lot of people thought... Tua? 
thought Tua, uh, Tua people thought sucked going into this year. No, nope. I mean when t- if Tua would have come out originally, um, I mean after his uh, sophomore season, it was it was a flat out fact he would have been the number one overall. And the pick. only reason he wasn't is because he got hurt. Can you, he got me, hurt. can you read me the ten teams that are behind the Bears? <laughs> I, 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 got, I gotta hear this. Okay, this is so, ESPN. Uh, yeah, of course it's ESPN. Um, okay, so. The Bears, like I said, they moved from 28 to 22. So 23, down from 16, is the New England Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones, <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a QBR of, that's ranks 27. They got the Bears ahead of Belichick. You know? I love it. <laughs> uh, 24 is the Steelers at 1 and 2. Yeah, they're, Team they're QBR, bad. 44, good for 23rd. They're awful. Uh, it says the honeymoon period, if there was one, for Mitch Trubisky is over. He's averaging 5.5 yards per attempt. Yeah, Trubisky. So, uh, you know, there's several running backs that are averaging better than that. Trubisky's so. going to get benched this week after they Probably. lose to the Probably. After they Number Jets. 25, the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff sucks. Uh, the uh, 26, Washington Commanders. Um, 27, the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, Geno Smith has been good, according to this. He actually is a team QBR 54.5, which is good enough for 12th. So, um, hey, uh, Geno Smith has been continual suck, but somehow he's he's doing it right now. They stink, though. Uh, Number 28. The old Bears, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the Falcons how they're down not a- dead last is because Marcus Mariota actually has a team QBR 55.8, good enough for 11. Yeah, Mariota's been awesome. Has completed 63.3% of his passes. What? And throwing a career best 8.1 yards per attempt. So, you know, uh, that's um says right here that uh, Art, Art Smith's play calling might be helping with that. So, uh, Carolina Panthers, number 29, the Las Vegas Raiders, 0-3, are at 30, fell from 23 all the way down to 30. Derek Carr, uh, Team QBR, 47.0, good enough for 17th. Um, and then uh, at 31, the Jets. <laughs> so they say Zach Wilson is finally going to be back. back yeah. Joe Flacco has thrown for 900 yards. I think it's good enough for uh, fourth in the NFL with five touchdowns and three interceptions. And then, of course, the Texans. Sad sack. Lines. Davis Mills has regressed through the first three weeks of the season. He's completing 57.9% of his passes. Good for, uh, good for 29th. And um, he that's down from 66 last year, and on four on third down he's completing 47 percent. So what are, what are the Bears going to be after they beat the New York Football Giants this week? So uh, I I think that what they would maybe move up a couple of more spots you, uh, based you, on what do you think about Bears Giants? Yeah, I'd like the Bears to to win that game. Um, I think uh, I think. Uh, Fields will definitely do more than uh, uh, Daniel Jones will. Um, the Giants uh, in this power ranking are 17. Team QBR 33.9, good for 28th. So uh, it says uh, Daniel Jones has had good and bad moments, but most of his top plays have come with his legs. So you know um, he, you know he still continues to struggle. You know he's a He's a top pick, and he hasn't done dues. He was he so. was number six, by the way. I looked him up. Number but, six. All right. So here's the problem. Like, it seems like bad things always happen to the Bears up in the Meadowlands. I mean, the, the famous game is the one where Cutler got his head bounced off the turf a million times. Yeah, I don't think this Giants team is that Giants team. But I, I mean, these are two awful teams. When we when we look at the power rankings at the end of the year. I wouldn't be shocked if last is the Texans and then the, the next two teams up are the Bears and Giants. Could be. And they're both 2-1. and one. Like, <laughs> if, 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 you had, if you had put money down on both of these teams being 2-1 and one after three games, you'd be a rich, you'd be rich right now because... If yeah. that I was a rich man. <laughs> the, odd, the odds on that would have been astronomical. I, I don't mean, I, I don't necessarily think the Giants are any better than the Bears. Their receivers are actually worse. 
They, well, I guess Saquon Barkley uh, had a pretty good week last week. That's and the problem. Is, yeah, and it is a problem uh, with the way the Bears' defense uh, has been playing. So, like, like, I think the Giants could win this game maybe without throwing a pass. It's <laughs> certainly possible. Like, Barkley's been great. The Bears cannot stop the run. Jones, even though he's terrible at throwing the ball, is at least pretty fast and isn't afraid to run it. I'll tell you what, uh, if we don't get any more pass rush than we did last week, uh, yeah, they won't need to throw a pass, and Barkley will just run it down a throat. I mean, go and read the list of the Giants' wide receivers and tight ends. And they at least had Sterling Shepard, who now got, is gone. got hurt last week, and he's out. So Galladay will be playing. Well, Galladay, I mean, they, they gave him $72 million <laughs> for absolutely nothing. So I don't even know who's going to be out there running around for the Giants at the skill positions, but Barkley's been great. Who knows how long he's going to last. He gets injured every year, and if they're going to give him the ball 25, 30 times a game, he's going to be injured again. But yep. if he can make it through this game, he might be able to beat the Bears by himself because if they're going to give up seven yards per run, Brian Dayball is not Lovey Smith. Brian Dayball is just going to run it every time. He's a good coach. He understands the limitations of his roster. He's not going to have Davis Mills throwing the ball on third and one right to Roquan Smith. Like, the Giants... I mean, this could be an ugly game, and you could say you could say a lot of the same things about the Giants. The Bears can run the ball on the Giants. The Giants' defense stinks. The Giants' team stinks. They do have a, a couple of good pass rushers that were out the first uh, two games of the year that came back last yep. week, including Kayvon Thibodeau, the fifth overall pick in the draft last year. So that'll give the Bears' offensive line some problems because the Bears' offensive tackles have not played well. It's going to be an interesting game to see. I think it's probably going to come down to Fields versus Jones and which one protects the ball better because if either team can make it through this game without a stupid mistake from their quarterback, I think that team's got the upper hand in winning this one. Yeah, so I think uh, I'm going to pick the Bears um, uh, to uh, go into uh, in the middle. I mean, last, I saw the Gi- last I saw the Giants were three-and-a-half-point favorites, like, if you're a gambler, bet the Bears. Yeah, like the Giants aren't winning this game by, by yeah. more than a field goal. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. It's it's probably going to be ground pound uh, the whole way, and um, I, well, if you know, if quarterback is a factor, which I still think it will be, uh, I think that we have the upper hand there, and I'll look for uh, Fields to play a little bit better. Um, maybe they still play conservatively, you know. That's one of the things, too, is it, they, they have to get him in a rhythm. Yeah. Whatever that takes, you know, if, if it's short passes, just so he can get some completions going. Like get, him in a, get, him, get him some easy ones. Yes. I mean, I, how, why is that so difficult? You know, I mean, just get him, get him some completions, some, heck, have him do three-yard passes, you know, just past the line, and have him leg it out on first down, you know? Stop passing the damn ball behind the line of scrimmage. The Especially bubble. in third and long. The what bubble. the hell is that? The bubble screens. Oh, my gosh. You no, know, no more bubble screens. No more, you know, no more of this uh, run the ball up the gut for, on third and 18. We, we don't need to see that stuff anymore, so... Um, anyway, I'm going with the Bears. You? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You're going, you're going with the Bears. I, I we're, think, we're going with the Bears. I think probably, right? I mean, it's 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 another coin flip, but, I mean, Daniel Jones sucks. <laughs> and the only way that the Giants can move the ball is with Saquon. And Saquon is awesome, but I don't know. I, I think that... This will be the first time that the Bears are going up against an offense that has legitimately only one weapon. And I think Eberflus is going to be able to scheme up a game plan to maybe limit the Giants on the ground a little bit more than they've been able to do the other teams. Oh, Oh, go ahead. Say what you want about the Texans. At least they have a couple of legit wide receivers. Like, the Giants have nothing. No. So it'll be interesting to see what the injury report is, too. We don't know yet if Montgomery's going to play. We don't know about Jalen Johnson, I don't think, so that'll that'll move the needle a little bit too, but what were you going to say? Um, I was going to uh, point out that um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, Jalen Johnson, like, I, 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 it, 
good on the Bears because whoever started in Jalen Johnson's place, I had never heard of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it would be a. Oh, it was Jalen Jones. Who was who that? He's the other Jalen. <laughs> uh, I thought it would be like week eight or nine before the Bears were playing starters that I had never heard of. <laughs> so the fact they were already there in week three speaks. Are you to kidding? The, there was plenty of them week one. Speaks to the depth of this roster, but we're. We're learning the names right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, boy, if, if we walk out of this game three and one, then I mean, you can't complain about that because there are a lot of people that thought the Bears weren't going to win three games all year. So I, I, you know, it still registers in the win column, no matter how you get those wins. So Bears are still three and a half point. Well, underdogs. thanks, uh, thanks, Bears fans, for listening to us once again, and uh, bear it out. Yeah, let's hope for a more positive quarterbacking conversation a week from today. Thank you for listening. Thanks.